Franz Wagner is back, and the Orlando Magic find their groove. How the Magic took down the Miami Heat and look like themselves. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Magic today is January 22nd, 2024. My name is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can also find me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Franz Wagner is back. Nature is healing. Everyone is happy. The Orlando Magic are back for at least one night. We'll talk about how the Magic finally got themselves healthy and felt whole again. We'll get to that. Plus, why the pressure is on for the Orlando Magic over the next couple of weeks. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. That's linkedin.com slash NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've sat here, and if I haven't, let me express this now. We have dealt with a lot over the last three weeks. We have dealt with a, a lot, and we've been watching a Magic team that has been playing with a, one arm tied behind its back. Not that that's an excuse. Not that that's to say that this team wasn't capable of playing better than they have over the last three weeks, but this is a team that was not whole. And even on this road trip that we were on, and, and I hope I expressed this on the road trip because I, I felt it deep in my bones, that this team wasn't very far from being what they were in November and, and parts of December. That it, it wasn't going to take very much for the Magic to get back on their feet. That it wasn't going to take very much for this team to be what we know they can be, to reach their full potential. That really what they were missing was health, and really what they were missing was Franz. Was Franz Wagner. They're, they're, they're number two guy. They're one B, whatever you want to call him. The Magic don't have many players like Franz Wagner. It's Paolo and Franz. Let's be real. And maybe that is a huge weakness that the Magic need to address. Not one they're likely to address at the deadline, mind you. But one that is something of a concern. That, that the Magic have two A guys and a bunch of B guys who won't be A guys, perhaps. You know, maybe what we learned over the last three weeks is Jalen Suggs is just going to kind of be a very high-level role player and not someone that can elevate his game to be a 20-point scorer for stretches when the Magic need them. Again, maybe we don't know that because he was so sick for a good chunk of the last three weeks. Getting Franz Wagner back really did feel like it would boost this team. And honestly, let's be real as well. 
We haven't seen this team fully healthy since October 31st. Four games into the season. Good Marco Fultz sat out that game in Utah against the Utah Jazz. We have not seen what we all envisioned this Magic team to be. And while, yes, those first four games had their struggles, we could clearly see the defensive potential of that group. And this team, this Magic team, has built that defensive identity. They've continued to grow and develop, but it was missing something. And so Sunday night against the Miami Heat, Franz Wagner is back for the first time in eight games. Wendell Carter and Markel Fultz are back in the starting lineup since their returns over the last few weeks. For the first time since October 31st, the Magic's opening night starting lineup was back on the floor together. And it just felt like this team, yes, without Gary Harris, but it felt like this team was finally whole again. We finally saw the Orlando Magic as they were intended to be. And, you know, you expect it when you get a player of that caliber back. It was an immediate boost. It was an immediate lift. The Magic defeat the Miami Heat 105-87. to You can see the score right over there. I can't point correctly. Somewhere over there. Um, the, the Magic defeat the Heat 105-87. Run them out of the gym. And they do it with the third best defensive performance of the season. The uh, Let me make sure I have this number right. I, I believe it was the... Uh, uh, the sixth time, I believe, that they held an opponent under 100 points per 100 sessions. The first time they did so since December 8th. The two best defensive performances of the season, opening night against Houston Rockets, December 8th against the Detroit Pistons. To say the least, this one, the third best defensive performance of the season by defensive rating, is by far the most impressive, even though the Heat are struggling right now. The Magic really felt like they got their groove back. And while no one, I don't think anyone was willing to say, okay, we got our groove back, you know, but really it was about their defense. Their defense led the way, and that was everything for this team. Are the Magic going to hold opponents to 37.5% shooting, 12 for 37 from three? No. You know, the Magic still turned the ball over 14 times, but so much of what the Magic did on Sunday night is exactly who they are. Is exactly their identity. It was the extreme length and size on the perimeter. Just deflecting and stopping everything in front of them. It was the it, it was the forcing turnovers, 18 for 29 points. It was the ability to control the paint and win the paint heavily. Everyone on the Magic acknowledges the offense is going to come. And look, if Franz Wagner scored 19 points, it took him until the third quarter to really get going. But you could tell immediately how much of an impact he can make. You could tell immediately how just the machine worked so much better. This is who the Magic are. This is what the Magic are about. They are a team that defends at a high level. They are a team that gets after you, that forces turnovers, that disrupts you, 
that plays with incomparable energy and is able to move and kick and drive at weird sizes on the offensive end. It's been a while since we've seen this team play this freely. And maybe it's because things were coming relatively easy. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if that's the right way to describe it because Miami did some good things. I don't want to I don't want to take away anything from Miami. I mean, Orlando only shot nine for 28 from three. They got to line 28 times, which is, you know, again, magic basketball. They're only 47.4% shooting. It wasn't like the magic completely ran away with things. They just slowly choked out the heat in the way that the heat usually slowly choke out their opponents. This is magic basketball. This is what this team is about. And while Franz wasn't quite Franz yet, we're going to go through the box score here in a minute. We'll talk more about his game in a minute. Just his presence, just his energy, just having that starting group together for the first time since October 31st, that went such a long way. There's obviously a long way to go, and there's a lot more to improve, but really for the first time in three weeks, everything didn't feel like an uphill battle. Everything didn't feel like it was a struggle, that it was difficult. It didn't feel like it, it, it didn't feel like the magic had to be perfect. They could make some mistakes. They could learn, they could grow in game. It just felt like everyone finally was in the role they were suited to play. And this team made freaking sense, for lack of a better way to phrase it. This was a long time coming, and this was something the Magic haven't had in such a long time. It finally felt like this is the team we all knew we could be, that they could be. This is the team that they built in the summer, that they banked on in the summer. A team we haven't really seen since the early days of the season. And even then, the starting group struggled early in the season, but they won their minutes 47 to 30, about 18 minutes in this game. They're at 97 minutes for the season. They have a plus six net rating and they're killing teams defensively. This is what we envisioned. This is what we imagined when the magic came together this year. And finally, at the midpoint of the season, we're finally seeing it. We'll go through the box score. We'll talk about what Franz was able to do in this one. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Look, LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So, so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses 
are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's with two N's, locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts like me of the Locked On Network and our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to this first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. We're going to go through the box score here first. I'm going to talk about some bigger picture issues in our final segment of the show. So let's go through the box scores. The Orlando Magic defeat the Miami Heat 105-87. to And we talked in that first segment about the feeling of Franz being back. And, and you know, I, again, I'm not going to lie. I looked at this team while we were on the road trip. We saw the impact that Wendell Carter made when he came back. We begin to see the impact that Marco Fultz's, Fultz can make. Um, we'll get to them in a minute. But it, it always really looked like getting Franz back would be a huge difference maker for this team. That getting Franz Wagner back, getting another 20-point-per-game score, getting another downhill off-the-dribble attacker, that was what that is what this team was missing. Like, Paolo just had to do so much. He had such a huge creation burden that just another three-level threat in Franz Wagner was going to be a big, big piece of this puzzle. And, and look... Early on in the game, he had to get his bearings uh, bearings on him. You know, he had to figure out, okay, what can I do? What am I confident doing? And and it, it was going to be a slow process to get him up there, but you could already see how he made life easier for everyone else. How just his presence, just his smarts, just his basketball IQ makes everyone's job just a little bit easier and just keeps the defense a little bit more attentive to someone other than Paolo Bancaro. In the end, Franz Wagner finished with 19 points, 6 for 13 shooting, 2 for 5 from 3, 5 for 5 from the foul line, 5 assists just as impressively. Um, it was a really, really strong game. He had 14 points, 7 in each the third and the fourth quarter, so 14 points in the second half. And that's when you really started to see Franz get more confident. You started to see him get downhill, try some deceleration moves, try to like kind of keep the defense off balance, do those flip shots that he likes to do. He had one where he literally just got stone stopped on the ground and he just flipped the ball up and it went in. And you could kind of see the sheepish grin on his face that I, I did not deserve to make that one. Um, Franz, in that second half especially, just looked like he didn't miss a beat. Uh, like the confidence was already back. And again, you could see hints of it through the first half, but he was just trying to fit in and find his way. Second half, he was himself. And so... You know, it, it's not clear if Franz is going to play in Monday's game. Twenty-seven fifty in this game, he played twenty-seven fifty in this game. Jamal Mosley said, you know, it, it continues to be a discussion to see how he's feeling, whether he plays Monday against Cleveland. That's a no travel back to back. Um, that it'll be back at the Kia Center. Um, uh, it's going to be about continue to see how he feels. Magic, you know, kind of did quick spurts with him in the first half, and then the second half felt like just normal rotation for him. Again, his minutes maybe a little bit lessened. But it felt like a normal rotation for him. And, and honestly, like 
that's big because Paolo kind of got an easier night too. He only played 31-11. We'll get to Paolo's game here in a minute. Um, but just having Franz back, you could just see the impact, how he just kind of pushes, you know, pushes it. Let's talk then about the other two guys that have just come back and what they added as they returned to the starting lineup. I want to start with Wendell Carter because I loved this game from Wendell Carter. Another big scoring game. He had 17 points, 7 for 11 shooting, 1 for 3 from deep, 9 rebounds. Um, really, 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 really solid game from Wendell Carter. Just frankly, just a really strong game from Dell. Uh, he, he just gets it. Like, I mean, he just, he knows what he's doing. Uh, and what I really like about the way Wendell Carter plays uh, and the way Wendell Carter played in this game, um, the magic matched his minutes with Bam Adebayo. Literally if Bam came out of the game, Wendell came out of the game, when Bam went to the table, Wendell, you know, ran sometimes too slowly, but ran to the table to get back in the game. And look, Bam Adebayo had a nice game, 22 points, 11 rebounds, six offensive rebounds, seven assists. When they were matched one-on-one, Wendell Carter did a really good job just kind of keeping him on the perimeter. You know, a lot of those, sec- you know, he scored, Bam Adebayo scored his fair number of second chance points and tip-ins. A lot of that because Wendell had to go over and help, uh, help, you know, defend the paint. But look, this is what we expected from Wendell Carter. You know, early in the year, the last time we saw the starting group, Wendell couldn't score at all. Now that jumper looks fresh. Now he now he's you know working really well around the basket. Um, you know, he's confident. He is playing like we expected him to play before the season and not the struggle that we saw. And, and you know, we're gonna talk about the ticking clock here in just a moment. Bigger picture issue as we get into the kind of dying in the dying weeks before the trade deadline. Um, Wendell Carter's gonna be in the center of a lot of those discussions. This is the kind of game though that makes you understand why Wendell Carter is so important to this team and why the Magic should be hesitant to give him up. Um, you know, Goga Batadze is not having a game like this. I'm sorry. I like Goga too. But Wendell Carter is really, really good. And when he's healthy like this, he's really, really good. Markel Fultz also continues to have really nice games. I know people are very, very low on Markel Fultz right now. Um, but this was a really strong game from him. 12 points, 6 for 8 shooting, 4 assists. Uh, did have 2 steals, did have 2 blocks. Um, really got downhill, was slithery and effective around the basket. I mean, I know the jumper isn't there yet. Um, maybe it won't be there this year. Uh, you know, there's certainly a regression there. And again, we'll talk about the ticking clock here in a minute. Um, but I really liked how Markel worked around the basket, loved his defense. He was a menace, uh, getting, staying in passing lanes, being a pest off the ball, crashing in, helping, just being part of the chaos that is magic defense. You know, they, they're, they're so big. A lot of their guys are just so strong and tough to move. They really get in your face and get in your grill. Uh, and Markel Fultz is a big part of that. Uh, a really nice game. And, and Markel continues to put together some really nice games, understanding there are some shortcomings that, that he obviously has to overcome. Paolo Bancaro had a really nice game too. 20 points, 7 for 14 shooting, 3 for 5 from deep, 10 rebounds for him. Um, the, the Heat did a really good job. Uh, showing traps uh, as he was trying to get to the perimeter, get to the wing. Um, they wouldn't let the switch happen because they were just showing that trap. And, you know, Jimmy Butler had the call on Paolo. He recovered really well. Paolo was still able to get to his spots. And, and I think the Magic did a good job when they got traps, getting him the ball in positions to score and, and setting him up. And, and honestly, like, this is why I think having Franz back and having Markel back and, and getting them back into the starting lineup is so important. You know, Paolo can create a shot for himself, and, and, and he needs to continue to do that. But he also needs help. 
he needs a he also needs a diet of shots that are created for him. Um, and that's kind of the thing, you know, that's obviously been the thing that's been missing for him for the last you know month and a half, two months. Uh, so again, I love that they were able to kind of ease his minutes a little bit. He played only 31 minutes in this game. Um, you know, again, that's still a lot, but uh, you know, the magic rate, you know, the magic were able to bring their full bench unit in, feel very comfortable with that, with that uh, full five man unit, go 10 man rotation. Um, it's little things like that, that are big uh, in the long run. And again, Paolo was able to get his numbers. He was able to still score, able to still be effective in, in a number of ways. Just easing that burden is going to be so big for him. Again, just set, just create some shots for him as much as he has to create shots for himself. I mean, that that's that's kind of the big thing here. Um, all, Jalen Suggs completes the uh, uh, quintet with all in double figures. Four for 11 shooting, one for six from three. Not his best shooting game. Huge pest defensively. I thought he did a really good job on Tyler Hero. Hero, 12 points, four for four shooting. Four for 14 shooting, excuse me. Suggs chased him around really well. Got caught on a few screens here and there, but just bugged the heck out of him. You know, there was a few, you know, he was getting his hand on a couple balls. He had a couple deflections. He he was hounding Tyler Hero. If Hero was playing point, Suggs was picking up full court. Just a, again, this game was about the defense. The Magic's defense was incredible in this game. Third best defensive rating of the season. Um, Suggs is a big part of that, just disrupting the heat uh, completely. Um, not a lot off the bench for the Magic. Eight points for Mo Wagner back in the rotation. Five points for Cole Anthony. Six points for Jonathan Isaac. Six points for Anthony Black. Again, not the biggest bench contributions. Cole Anthony did pull up a little bit lame with the ankle injury, but um, you know Jamal Mosley said after the game that he should be fine whether he plays Monday night or not. We will see uh, very, very soon. The Orlando Magic defeat the Miami Heat 105-87. to Now that the Orlando Magic are wholly healthy, the clock is ticking for them to prove that this is the group that the Magic should finish the season with. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at BetterHelp. Uh, everyone says, do your new me, but who's actually doing the work to create a new me? Well, maybe you don't actually need to make a new me. Don't need to go that far. You need to better understand who you are to begin with. That's what people try to do with New Year's resolutions, but it's hard to do it on your own. And that's why therapy can be such a big help to expand what you're already doing right and to make a better year in 2024. I have done therapy for a good chunk of my life. It has always helped me kind of manage and deal with emotions and find new ways to approach problems. It just gives me, you know, therapy is literally just gives me a helpful ear, someone who's in my corner will challenge me when I need to be challenged, but affirm me when I need to be affirmed. And, and we all need a cheerleader, someone who's a willing listener and someone who can give some advice, some suggestions, some perspective to help us lead better lives. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try today. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA today. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. We are officially in 
conference championship season of the NFL, the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Packers, not the Packers, the 49ers and the Lions. See, that's what I get for paying attention. Um, and, and the best way to get in on the action is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown today. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. There is no denying where we're at, though. Um, as nice as this win feels, and, and it does feel nice. I mean, look, beating the Heat's a big deal. It keeps alive the chance for the Magic to win the season series, which could become important um, as the standings get tighter. The win for the Magic keeps them two and a half games ahead of the Bulls for um, uh, for uh, eighth in the East. It puts them a game back of the Pacers uh, for seventh in the East, or for actually sixth in the East, a game back of the Pacers in the Heat. The Magic are now three and a half games back of the Cavs for fourth. So maybe that's a little bit more of a pipe dream at this point, but the magic are still very much in this playoff race. And, you know, we're, you know, we've seen this team take a bit of a tumble down the standings again. No, no denying that at the end of the day. And I know I've led this charge at the end of the day, we're always thinking about April. We're always thinking about what's going to work in the playoffs and what is this team going to do when they reach the postseason, not if they reach the postseason at this point. I mean, if, if we want to be real, the Magic are five and a half games from missing the postseason entirely. They're four and a half games from 10th. They, barring a complete collapse, this team is going to be playing postseason basketball. It's going to accomplish at least that goal. Now, obviously, I think we want to be in the 7-8 game at this point. We would love to host that 7-8 game. We'd love to be the sixth seed and skip this entirely. Those goals are still very much in front of the Magic. And what we saw over the last two months, month and a half now, um, is that maybe the Magic do need a little bit more. What we haven't seen, though, is this team at full health. Is to see what this team looks like when all the pieces of the puzzle are there. And again, maybe that's the reason to think about making moves and think about changing things. But at the end of the day, we still don't really know what we have or how much this team has grown. We've seen pieces and bits, but we haven't seen the puzzle come together. And if there's a reason for the Magic to stay patient and think about stay, staying pat, it's this. And a game like Sunday night makes you really think, maybe they have enough. Maybe they have enough to climb to the sixth seed or be a five seed. Maybe they already have what they need to accomplish this season. I have been a firm believer, even when the Magic were struggling, even when it looked like they might be back at 500 very, very soon. Um, I'm a firm believer, and I, I will continue to repeat this. The trade deadline is not about saving the season. Where the Magic end up this season is not important. What matters is adding a player that not only helps the team win now, but win two to three years down the road. 
And the question is, is there something out there now that is worth the price that gets you there? And I th again, I think the answer is we don't know. The problem, though, is the clock is always ticking. The problem is we are now eight games away from the trade deadline. The Magic play to, uh, Monday night against Cleveland. They play Memphis. Uh, they play Memphis on Friday. They play Phoenix on Sunday. Then they start a five-game road trip. Uh, and I believe that road trip, if I have it correctly, is at Dallas, at San Antonio, at Minnesota, at Detroit, at Miami, February 6th. Those are the eight games remaining until the NBA trade deadline. The Magic play the San Antonio Spurs at the Kia Center the night of February 8th after the trade deadline. Again, that is a game the Magic must win to kind of just keep their record strong. And, and again, the Magic have the easiest schedule in the league the rest of the season by opponent win percentage on the back of playing the Pistons three more times, the Hornets, I believe, three more times, the Wizards two more times, uh, the Wizards one more time, excuse me, the Spurs twice, the Grizzlies twice, the Magic the, and the Blazers one more time. The Magic still have a lot of games remaining against the worst teams in the league. All those games are must wins. Um, that's why the Magic have the worst, have the have the easiest schedule in the league remaining. And then they have an eight-game homestand after the All-Star break. All of that might make the Magic front office feel we don't need to make a move to fix things immediately. It's going to fix itself with health. And again, Sunday's game is a great example of that. Sunday's game was a great example to say, okay, there is something here. There is something we can build on. There is something that can grow before the end of the season and put us in a position to be competitive, to win, um, uh, to, to put us in a position to get where we want to go, to catch some of these teams, to get the six seed, to be in, to host the seven, eight game of the play in tournament. All of that's still out there. The question then is what is best for this team long-term? And that's what a lot of guys have to prove. Um, you know, we are going, we are getting ready to start our trade deadline tour here on Locked On Magic. Um, there'll be more details about that on Wednesday's episode of Locked On Magic. But um, but we know that Magic should be aggressive and should be looking for ways to improve this roster. But you look at what Wendell Carter did, and it's like, how are the you know what's out there that's gonna be an upgrade of over that? Is that worth giving up? You know, we see how, you know, even with how limited Markel can be and knowing that he will be a free agent, how big Markel Fultz could be for this team with his defense and his size and his ability to get downhill into the paint. Frankly, at this point, and this is the sad part of all the injuries the Magic have faced, we don't even really know what we have. We know this team can be great defensively, but we haven't seen the starters play enough together. They've only played 97 minutes together. And again, Sunday, everything just suddenly made sense. That this Magic team, you know, Marco Fultz said after the game, this team when they're healthy is pretty good. It's like really good. And so the question is how confident are the Magic that they are that good? That they are good enough at this point to, to accomplish their goals, not just for this season but for the next two to three years. Is there a move out there 
that very much improves this team in the short and the long term. And that's what so many of these guys have to prove. That's what this team has to prove. If this team wants to convince Jeff Waltman in the front office to stand pat, they've got eight games to do it. Marco Fultz has eight games to prove that there's not a better point guard out there for them. Wendell Carter has eight games to prove that he is vital and important to this team and that the Magic shouldn't even entertain trading him. And, and again, I think that is certainly there. They have eight games. And again, it's an unfair deadline. And it's not even a real deadline. It's probably not even a deadline that this group is necessarily thinking about because they got too much else to worry about. But they've got eight games to figure this out, to prove themselves. Or else the Magic are going to do something to ensure that they accomplish their goals this season and set themselves up for the future. And maybe there is nothing any of them can do. That is certainly possible too. But the clock is ticking on this group, just like it's ticking everywhere. And this is the pressure that comes from being in a playoff chase. That is the pressure that they will feel every year around this time moving forward. Because that winning window is open. The Magic are trying to win games. They're trying to compete for playoff spots. We are looking at the standings almost every day to say, oh, that's how this team is doing. That's how this group is doing. That's how this team can be. This is where this team can climb. This is who we're warding off. We're all looking at it. Everyone there knows how they're doing too. And so the clock is always ticking to be better. And now that the Magic finally are fully healthy, are are almost wholly healthy, Now we have eight games to figure out how good this group is. And and we'll figure, and we're going to learn how good this group is in a way we haven't been able to, to this point in the season, as late as it is. We're going to learn a lot about the Magic in the next eight games. As tough as they are, we're going to learn a lot. And it's going to be a huge challenge for this team. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Plus, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. I still podcast to your podcast and able to listen device. You can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Locked on Magic. If you have not done so already, you can see my smiling face. Um, if, you're not, if you're listening on the pod, if you're tired of seeing my smiling face, you can also listen to me in podcast form as well. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'll be naming the first half MVP of the season. I think you can guess who that'll be. Um, you can also, we'll also be doing five questions looking ahead to the third quarter of the season. We'll do some more mid-season review stuff during the, during the next couple of days as the Magic get a little bit of break. They play Monday against Cleveland. Then they don't play again until Friday against Memphis. So we get nice three days off to get ready for that. You can also check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. I plan to go deeper into the most used lineups for the Orlando Magic uh, coming up uh, Coming up, uh, probably tomorrow. I'll do that review. You can only find that on my Patreon page. 
patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And thank you all once again for your support. Don't forget to check out the Lockdown Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Get the latest from sports around the nation, including the NFL playoffs and the NBA uh, on the Lockdown Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel. Check that out today. On our next episode of Lockdown Magic, we'll review the Orlando Magic's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So we'll see if the Magic can do this again on Monday in a big, big, big game. Again, the teams you have to beat for the Magic, Cavs, Knicks, Pacers, Heat. Those are the four teams uh, that the Magic do have to beat and do have to separate themselves with. Beating the Heat is a big deal. They're 2-1 in that season series. Magic and Cavs right now are tied 1-1. I think this is their last game against Cleveland. So winner Monday wins that season series. It might be important. It might not be. We'll see Indiana in Orlando only one more time. That comes up later in the season. Um, obviously a very different Pacers team. The Magic are up 2-1 on the Knicks. They'll have welcomed New York, uh, I believe, later in February. So a lot of big games coming up here. Monday's game against the Cavs, absolutely a huge one. They're three and a half back. You win that. You're now two and a half back. You're closing in on Miami and Indiana for six. The Magic got to get themselves in this race. And like I've been saying all year long, the Magic schedule sets up after the All-Star break to pick up at least one seed line. So as long as they're in contact, as long as they're in touch with some of these teams, the Magic, I think, do have a very, very good chance to climb a seed line. Um, they've, they've obviously taken a hit here over the last couple of weeks. Now that they're fully healthy, we see what they're capable of doing. I do think the Magic have the ability to climb a seed line. So yeah, we are looking at the standings a little bit closer now, now that we're at, uh, at the midpoint of the season. Monday's game is a big one. So come to the Kia Center, be loud. It's Brazil night. Be loud. Let's get. Let's see what the Magic can do against a very, very good Cavs team that's won seven in a row. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.